Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. Today we're going to be talking about my most recent blog article, which is going to be talking about a work in progress. And a work in progress is going to be dealing with how much work are we doing in a given day? Are we doing the things we're supposed to be doing? And when we look at our schedule, is it filled with meaningful work or meaningless work? And if you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, the way you're going to get to that blog is by heading over to revenconcepts.com, R-E-V-E-N concepts.com. And then when you get to the website, go over to the resources tabs. And then if you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Do all those things that videos like. And let's start talking about today's blog because a work in progress is not so much of let me perfect myself. And I'm going to start to become a better person. And if we start to become a better person, that's a good thing, right? Because now we're trying to be more than what we were yesterday. And that's always a positive. That's a small victory, right? A small victory is going to be dealing with, am I making progress? But as long as we're making forward progress, we have forward momentum. Now, of course, if you take big actions, you get big results. We're going to be talking about this a little bit later in the an episode, but tomorrow, Motivation and Motion Season 3 comes out. And the first episode, guess what it is? It's talking about success. It's talking about why 98% of people fail. And that number is absurd. It's crazy. And when I look at myself, for example, I find it so weird. And I'm not bragging or anything, but if I calculate how much money I make or what percentile I'm in of the whole world population, the whole world, I'm in the top 10%. And this is just monetary. This is not talking about looks. For example, I'm tall. So when someone wants to go on a date with someone, they say, well, I want a guy who makes this much money, or I want a girl who does this with her life. And then we also have the factor of he needs to be this height, he needs to be this type of person, ambitious, outgoing, fun, energetic. When we have those ideals for someone, those expectations, the pool of people goes down. So now we say, now to find that perfect match, that person you're looking for, could it be a needle in a haystack? But we don't see it that way. We say, well, we're going to go out and we're going to go get something. And that something is going to be whatever we get. Now, of course, we have ideals. We have ideas for what we want, but yet we settle for less. There's a reason why 90% of people don't achieve great things in their life is because they settle for less. So getting that top 10% or that top 1% person in your life, how difficult is that? Because there's going to be a lot of competition in that person who's that top 1%. I guarantee you they have expectations too. So now you have to meet the requirements for their expectations. You might say, well, if someone can't accept me for who I am, then they don't deserve me at all. Rightfully so. But then you're going to deserve what you are allotted. So if you're a slob, you do nothing, you're going to get those type of results. If you have a mindset that is negative and pessimistic and you're egotistic and you're not doing anything to better your life, 
those are going to be your results. And of course, you might have an outlier, right? This is going to be talking about the majority. It's not going to be talking about the minority, right? Because you can be the bottom 10% and you might get the most wonderful person in the world. Now, of course, you have to take away luck when we're looking at things that are a lot of inner life. And the work in progress is going to be talking about just that. Not necessarily so much about relationships, but about our actions. Because if we're taking action in the right direction, guess what happens? We start to make progress. We can be amongst those 2% of people. Now, just because we don't reach great wealth in our life, riches, material goods, it doesn't mean we failed. Intrinsically, we can be happy, we can be fulfilled. So if you're the type of person who doesn't need a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a mansion, good. You don't need them. Because eventually, if you do get to that spot, you're going to have hundreds of cars and you're still going to feel alone. You're going to have big homes and you're going to wish that you had people around you that you can help fill those rooms. Because life is tricky in the sense of we think we know what we want until we get it. And then we say, this is not really what I wanted. This is the conundrum of happiness. People want to be happy. They want to feel that or that they are desired. And if you're stuck in an area where you're not feeling desired or that you belong, then you have work to do. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. You have to get your booty in gear. Work in progress. Must read blog. So going over this blog, we're going to be talking about how to focus our work and to be more consistent in what we do. Because if we're just going to prance around the day and not really do anything, guess what happens? The results are not going to do anything either. The first thing we want to do when we're focusing on a work in progress is to look at our schedule. We want to make sure that we're not wasting time in our day. And if you are the type of person who wastes their time and be on their phone to procrastinate, you should read this blog so you can start to learn different tips, methods to get that under control. I'm writing a book right now, my first book. And after years of writing this book, I finally found a method for me to get this book out. And the book is going to be completed this year. Now, when it comes out, I'm anticipating by the end of this year too, because I have other books to write and I don't have necessarily the luxury of time to be waiting for, okay, well, I got the book done and I don't know what to do. I know what to do. And it's going to require work, maybe monetary investment, but all that for my dreams, all that for my goals, because I'm not going to sit in one place and be afraid to lose what I have when there's so much more to gain. The 98% of people, when they look at a situation, they're not looking at what they can gain. They're looking at what they can lose. When they go to the casino, for example, I have $100 in my pocket. I can lose this $100 and I am left with nothing. But then they have that other voice saying, well, I can win too. How much can I win? But the mind, again, is naturally negative. So it's going to focus on, I'm going to lose my money versus I'm going to win my money. 
And we need to win our schedule first because if we can win our schedule, we can win everything in our schedule. So that talks about the morning routine, the midday routine, and the evening routine. Getting that down is going to be essential for your growth and for your future success because the work you must do in those time spots have to be decisive. And they don't have to be anything grandiose. When you wake up in the morning, a good habit to have is to not look at your smartphone. Maybe not hit the snooze button. Maybe meditate. Pray. Whatever you have to do, do that in the morning. I know some people journal. I know some people will go to the gym. Whatever you have to do in order for you to get yourself in a better mindset, in a better energy wave pattern. Because if you have the energy and the momentum, you're going to start to take more action. Now, in the afternoon, you might be running low on choices and you might be running low on energy. You still need to make proper choices. So that is a great time to listen to podcasts, low energy activity. You just listen. You don't have to take notes. You just listen. And your subconscious mind is going to do the rest. Even if you were stressed out, worried, your subconscious mind is going to take over. They're going to say, this is what you need to know. And then, of course, gets put into your long-term memory. You put it in the toolbox. It gets utilized in your life. Now, in the evening time, is going to be the most difficult time because now we are faced with obstacles and excuses because we went to work. We had a rough day, maybe. We're coming home. We have to be parents or we have to cook and do all this stuff. And by the time we get a chance to relax, guess what happens? We are making poor choices. So we might just sit on the sofa for the rest of the night. And that might be an hour, maybe two hours, three hours. And I'm not saying that you can't enjoy some time on the sofa watching TV. That's false. But we have to be able to schedule it in a way it's not going to be a large amount of time. So if you watch 30 minutes every week, that's a good amount of time. Mike, that's not even enough to watch a full show. Well, what full show do you want to watch? Oh, I want to watch Game of Thrones and sometimes it's an hour and a half. Okay. And this is being that you didn't watch it already too, because if you did, we don't need to be wasting our time. So if it's an hour and a half, why not just schedule some fun time on Saturday? You can watch the whole episode. You don't have to binge a whole series, but you can watch an hour and 30 minutes. Okay, but I want to binge the whole series. Well, what do you have to look forward to when you're done binging the series? Well, I'm going to watch another series. Do you see how that works? So now we're watching series after series after series and it's keeping us in the same place because we're so busy trying to finish, get to the goal, get to the end. When we get to the end, we just look for something else to watch. So we have to control our watching habits of television of programs because we can sit there and watch them all day. The same thing is going to be true for our smartphone and scheduling and a work in progress is going to be talking about how to not let that happen. Now, again, we talk about work days, buffer days, fun days, separating those days 
are going to be essential for you. For me, my work days are Monday through Thursday, mandatory work days. My buffer days are from Friday to Sunday. And you might say, but Mike, you forgot about the fun days. Well, I don't necessarily need fun. The reason why I don't necessarily need fun is because I have fun whenever I want. Now, you might think, well, what's the point of a work day and a buffer day and not having a fun day? Well, the fun days are going to be scheduled. So, for example, I might say I'm going to watch a movie on Friday because I'm not allowed to watch TV on Monday through Thursday. So I can only watch television three days out of the week and my schedule some time where I want to watch a movie where I say, oh, that movie came out. I was thinking I wanted to watch it. For example, the Spider-Man movie, right? Now that's a almost a three hour long movie, right? Scheduled it. Now, did I watch it as soon as it came out in theaters? No. I said, okay, well, when I have time. And I found time where I had some time to watch the movie. I watched the movie, didn't like it. I know all these people love this movie, but this is not a movie review. What I will say is I'm not upset that I watched the movie. I scheduled it. I didn't have to sacrifice anything. I knew I was going to watch that movie well in advance. I would say at least two to three weeks. That is how far I plan out my enjoyment time. I went on one vacation this month. I'm going on another vacation in two months. The fun is there, but the work has to be there too. Because I understand something. And that is, if I'm not doing the work I need to do, I'm falling behind. And every bit of my work is going to be scheduled. From my meetings, from the book writing, blog writing, all of that is scheduled. So if I'm not doing something at a given time, then guess what happens? I fall behind. If I fall behind, then I get stressed out or I get burnt out. I have figured out the perfect push and pull of work and play. I figured out what works for me. I remember I was talking to a good buddy of mine and we were just talking about going to the gym, right? Because I go to the gym five days out of the week and he asked me, how much did I bench? I said, I do 225. Now, is 225 my max? It is not. But when I go to the gym, I typically work out by myself. I do 225. Now, there's a few reasons why I do 225 and not more. Now, sometimes I go to 245, but typically I say 225 religiously. It's because 225 can give me the physique that I'm looking for. Everyone looks at me, they're like, oh, wow, you're, you're bulked up, you're big, right? That is what I'm looking for looking for, oh, I'm going to lift this heavy weight. I did that in college. I'm no longer in college. So if someone wants to lift 300, 400 pounds, they can do it. I'm not going to have my pride or my ego hurt because someone's lifting more than me next to me. That can mean less to me than the toy and the happy meal at McDonald's. So I'm not necessarily worried about what someone else is doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. And the reason why I do it is because I understand I can get hurt. I got hurt when I was younger and from shoulder injury to, you know, just a muscle. And then I'm out for the count. And of course, I'm growing in age and I have to be 
cognizant of my body and how much I push it, but I also have to know that limit, that line where I say, I can do more work, I can push more, and I do, but it doesn't happen on a consistent basis. So when someone asks me, I give them the bare minimum. How many push-ups can you do? One, right? Ali. Because Ali said, I only start counting when it hurts. Because if you're just counting to count, you think you've done something with your life, but you have done nothing great. Because from doing a push-up from a fresh body to doing a push-up from a fatigued body, the mind is different. So to be that great, to be that top percent, we have to work in a way, in a fashion where our mind is going to not only see this is where it counts versus, well, this is what I did. This is the standard. I don't allow the standards to dictate who I am. So when someone asks me, how much do you curl? I'll say 25 pounds. And you might say, that's not a lot. And it's not. I can curl a lot more than that, but the minimum. I give people the minimum when they're asking how they should operate because I understand my mindset. I understand that I can push myself. I understand my limits and then I teeter on the edge of my limits and my growth without getting hurt because if I get hurt, then I have to step back and there's no time to step back right now. I have to keep pushing forward. I have to keep moving and you have the same thing. And the way we do that is by taking ownership. We have to take ownership of our actions and we're not looking to mimic other people. Just how I have my minimum standard. You can have a minimum standard too. And just because someone judges your minimum standard and they say, that's it. That's all you can do. That's all you did. That's them comparing themselves to you. Now, if you know anything about mindset, if you know anything about what we should be doing, we shouldn't be comparing. And the reason why we don't want to compare is because it gets us nowhere. We're going to be in a rat race. We're going to be keeping up with the Joneses if we're going to be comparing ourselves. Because the only person we should look at in the sense of comparing is who we were the day before or who we were last year or five years ago and comparing and see, are we making a difference in our life? Are we going in the right direction? Because if not, we need to stop, turn around, go back, put in the work and go in the right direction. And people are afraid to do that. Right? People are afraid to put in the focus work. People are afraid to take the steps needed to reach their accomplishments so they don't prioritize what they need to do. They fail to take action. And they just allow life to come on over them and they say, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not doing anything necessarily bad, but I'm not doing anything great. And we're being our own obstacles. It's the same. The greatest obstacle we ever have to climb in our life is the wall in our mind. And we are the people who put it there. And a work in progress, this blog article is going to be talking about a work in progress. That's you, your growth, your journey. And this is going to teach you how to do that from the start to the finish. Because if you're going to be one of those people who don't allow themselves to push when they're supposed to, or allow themselves to be compared by others, or allow the words of others to dictate what is theirs, then you're going to be in that bottom 98% 
And that's just going to be at a subconscious level. Because consciously, you might say, I want to be the 2%, but your subconscious mind is saying, that's not going to happen, sweetheart. There's a reason why 2% succeed and 98% of people fail. It's because they allow their subconscious mind to ruin their life. And then even for those 2% of people who have achieved great things in their life, they have vices, they have bad habits, they have their own issues that need to be addressed. So just because you reach that top 2% does not mean your life is going to be rainbows and butterflies and gumdrops and all the wonderful things in life. The struggles that you have on any margin of that percent, you're going to have problems. That's the human nature. You need to have problems. Just like when you are hungry, your stomach rumbles. Oh, I'm getting hungry. It's a problem. You might not think it's a problem because there's food readily available. But let's say the supply chain breaks down and there's no food on the shelves. Do you think that hunger is going to be a problem now? I guarantee you it's going to be a problem. And if you're just going to think, well, things are going to get better. They might. But that's like, I hope things get better. There's a difference between taking action and being hopeful. And a work in progress is going to be talking about taking the actions you need to do, adjusting the actions that you're doing, and then helping you reach a better place, no matter how much the movement is, or making movement to a better place. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and to share this video with anyone who you believe can benefit from it. I will see everyone again on Wednesday for the next podcast episode. And until then, everyone take care.